Hey, Evan. Hey, Jordan. What's up? Not much, man. We just did a podcast. We did. Hey, do you remember doing hand signals? Hand motions? Hand motions. That's right. I do. In music? We have someone that is an expert at hand motions today. I hated it. (laughs) As a child, you were actually in Robin Horton's children's ministry. I was. Grew up in the church together, and I was a little bit older, but helped do VBS a lot of years. Yep. And we know quite a few song hand motions because of Robin. That we did. But more importantly than that, Robin is our do-good coordinator here at the Simple Church now. Her dad, Kenyon, was on last week. Go back and check out that episode if you missed it. Talking about being a music minister, youth pastor in the 70s and 80s. 80s and now Robin the next generation talks about being behind the music what that was like how it shaped her life and is a great conversation today Jordan we're without Scott today so you had to pinch hit and fill in there a little bit pinch hit we're glad Locked you did it out of the home run Jordan we miss Scott Scott we love you but thanks for downloading listening to this episode we'll enjoy this conversation with Robin make sure you subscribe so you get each new episode each week and give us a five-star review wherever you listen all right, we're back. Robin Horton, we talked to your father last week, Kenyon Ackberg, and now today we're going to go behind the music with you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. And I, when I'm doing this, I haven't heard my dad's part yet, but um, anyway, I'm glad that he got the opportunity to share about his experience. We are too. He was a music minister, pastor, his yep. sacred music <laughs> degree we talked about crazy? last week. <laughs> Did he tell you that my mom has a degree in organ performance? No, he did not yes. mention that. You are a musical family. We, yes, yes, the talent. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about the Behind the Music series at church. We've been looking at what worship is, the music, and how that plays into it. And mm-hmm. you are a pastor's kid, a PK is what we like yes. to call him. You grew up in that culture. And we want to yeah. start today and talk about what was that like? How was it yeah. like as a kid having a dad who was a music minister, choir leader? Was it pressure? Did you have to take musical lessons? What was that experience like? Yes. Well, looking back, you know, I have a lot of uh, positives about the experience, but going through it, it was a lot. I mean, we were at church. We were that family that was there all the time. I mean, it was expected in the 70s, it was expected for you and your family to be there anytime anything's going on. And he on. listed off Wednesday night, Sunday night, all the things yes. that he was at as the youth pastor and then as the yes. worship director. It's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And we were a part of it. And that's all I knew. So I think like any of us, when you're raised, whatever your parents do or whatever, that's that's all you know. That's your normal. So church all the time was my normal. Um, being a part of the musical things going on, in the church was my normal. Yes, we took, we all took piano lessons. Uh, We took voice lessons. Um, We were in every production. I wanted to be the star in every production. I think I even made one of the choir teachers really mad one time. (laughs) Because I was so mad that I didn't get the solo that I wanted. See you being a little competitive. I could see that. Yes. So we did it, but it was, it was great. Some of my best memories are from, doing those productions or the big Christmas things. I'll hear Christmas songs and I'm instantly back to when I was 11 years old in Illinois and we're doing a big, big production and the memories that you have from those experiences. Oh, yeah. Your dad talked about the Charles Dickens Village in Arizona. Oh, yes, in Arizona. <laughs> I only got to go and participate in that a couple times um, as a spectator because I had already gotten married by the time he'd started doing all that. So, yeah, it was... Huge undertakings, huge oh, production. He said twenty five thousand people come through yeah. to do this giant Christmas thing is nuts. So, it was. did you? Do you still play piano? Did it stick? 
oh, I can read music and I can play this and that, but not, no, my sister, many of you know my sister, Emily Petzold, who sings at the Simple Church and um, does all kinds of the stuff here in our community. But we have another sister, Amber, who lives in Colorado Springs, and she is the piano player. She's the one who Stuck can, huh? yes, yeah, she can, if she hears it, she can play it. So... That's her her gift for sure. So. so my mom played piano. We all took piano lessons. Mm-hmm. None of us really still play. Aaron, my sister, was the best at it, but she didn't play. Jordan, our producer over there, did you take piano lessons? No. No, never basically. did. But then you work with sound is interesting. Yeah. You work I always with wanted a drum kit, but my parents are like, no. Nah. Yeah, it's, <gasps> that would be the low choice of instruments if you're going to encourage one. Steve and Tina need to break out. That's what I'm know, saying. Give, should, you know what's going to happen? They're going to get your boy. Drums. There you go. That's what's going to happen. Bring it on. And he's going to be, yeah. It's funny. That's going to be Tina great. said, ain't happening in uh, this I, house. As a parent, <laughs> Actually, I don't they think got I'm me drums. a little electronic drum there kit. There you go. But it wasn't. It's not, not the, the same. Real. No. <laughs> but I do think it's funny because I don't know, like, kids that are my kids' age now, they're really taking piano lessons. I feel like it was a really a big, like, cultural thing everybody did when I was a kid. Yeah. But now it seems like it's not necessarily as. I don't know many people that are my age that I went to school with that can play piano. Right. Aaron, my sister, out of the three of us, really did take to it the most. And I think she took it like at Bipsy. She took college mm-hmm. classes, went through AIM and continued doing recitals and through high school. But I don't, I don't think she's played in probably 10, 15 years. Wow. Interesting. Not a lot of piano left in the world. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. There are. And I think most people are self-taught now. I mean, there yeah, are Yeah, for sure. Can, you can watch YouTube videos. Yeah. I and mean, you can... Um, follow put things on the keys and do all kinds of stuff so yes so that was a big part of us growing up especially my dad was you know he had to take piano lessons he can play extremely well my mom can play it doesn't come as naturally to her but she again she has a degree in playing the organ you know the thing you only hear (laughs) pipe organ at fancy weddings right Whatever. Oh, we had a friend, Whitney Harrell, got married last year. It's the first time I'd seen an organ like that in a yes. church. It was First Baptist Report, I think. Yeah. Oh, like an old pipe organ? Like a yes, big a one. Yes, a pipe organ. That's mm-hmm. cool. It was very cool. Yes. And then I forgot, we didn't, well, we ran out of time, really, but your dad was also an MLB organist, right? Or baseball organist? He did. He Yes. Well, he was a lot of things. Yes. The MC for minor league baseball team. So that led him to get to do a lot of different things, wear a lot of different hats. We did. We used to sing. Um, the national anthem, we can, my dad and I both would sing the Canadian anthem at those games oh. too, because we'd have Canadian. Blue Jays? Well, it was, uh, minor league teams oh, that were yeah. in, um, the Pacific Coast League out there. But yeah, lots of variety of <laughs> experiences over the year. And, and it really is about my whole family. I mean, my, my grandparents on both sides were musically inclined. My aunt and uncle on my dad's side Always been involved in church music. Um, my cousins, every I mean, all of us, it's been our whole lives. That's so all as we've you're known. going into high school and college, deciding what you want to do with your life, did you want to be in music? Did you want to do something musical? Oh, yes. I always wanted to be a star. I wanted to be a soloist, get to do all the things. But, um, but going into college, I, I mean, I didn't think I, that was going to be my career. Uh, but yeah, we were, I mean, it was always a part of what we did. We did high school choir tours. And then I, even in college, I sang in different events and different things. But um, but it was just, it was always a part of my, my life. Christian music was always a part of my life. So who I, are you listening to? Who put us in a time capsule here? Uh, well, the to 70s, me, I, the, yeah, well, 70s and 80s, I listened to a lot of things that my parents would listen to 
the Gaithers, all that, but not yeah. Southern Gospel. We were we. I grew up up north. Um, we didn't have. I didn't listen to a lot of that. Sandy Patty, Bill Gaither, those kind of things. But Jordan, do you know who those people are? My, no. if you don't <laughs> no, know this name, Jordan, not. then we do have problems because my family makes fun of me. But I have. I'm not big on autographs. I don't care about any of that stuff. The only autographed thing that I have and still have is an autograph. Uh, picture from Amy Grant. Amy so. Grant. Do you know who Amy Grant is? That's sweet. Uh, yes. Enough? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Of course. Thank you. Uh, now we're getting more into our era. So, but Amy Grant really started, her first record was in 1981. Really? Yes. That's earlier, she I has say. been around for a long time. She was discovered when she was 16 years old. And, um, but I've always been a fan. I like her demure style. She just seems like the average person yeah. that just was trying stuff in. And it and it took off. So, so where did you get her autograph? Um, that was specific to a concert I went to in California. Um, the uh, forget which record that was. I talked about a little bit ago with the girls, but um, but I also would see her multiple times. We went to a conference in Estes Park, Colorado, every summer at the YMCA of the Rockies, and it was all for Christian music artists. All the new musicals were debuted for the year. All the new worship songs, all the, I mean, anybody who was anyone in Christian music was there every summer the last week of July. I spent my birthday there so many times, but Amy Grant was there and Michael W. Smith and Stephen Curtis Chapman and all the people who were just getting started were there. So that that's what I knew. That's what I listened to. That's what I grew up on. I, you know. I recognize 80s music all the time, but I can't tell you who sings it. But you put a Christian music person on, and I can tell you about it. You nailed it. Yeah, and I loved it. It was a part of, uh, you know, as I think back, for me, when I hear those songs and I recognize and I always think, well, I haven't, you know, I never have worked hard to memorize scripture, but I know a lot of scripture because Mm. I know a lot of Christian songs. Yeah, that's true. And it was, you know... Um, the lyrics the Bible were the word, a lot Yeah, Bible verses are the lyrics of the songs, and it has penetrated my life. So it's just, Put it to I'm music. very thankful for that. All right, let's be real here. We talked to your dad. He listed off a bunch of artists. Was there anybody that you just couldn't stand that he'd listen to or ones that were like, eh, we're going to skip that? Oh, gosh. Oh, there's got to be somebody. So. I wish I, I at this point, <laughs> I'm disappointed I didn't hear it because I'm sure there are. Um, there were ones that I liked at the time, but sometimes like Steve Green got on my last nerve after a while, but my dad may have mentioned him, but, um, but some of them, but then other ones like Russ Taff and Brian Duncan and people of the eighties that, you know, I picked them up at the airport in Arizona and brought them, you know, and I just thought now, you know, looking back, I thought that was no, that's just normal. Like everybody got to do that, but but they didn't. I and mean, they'd come to y'all's church? So yeah, that they would come at. to our yeah. church because we were, it was a large church and we had a huge auditorium. So, yeah. And I always look, I mean, when I moved here to Bossier City from living all over the country, um, especially from living out West, we were 10 years ahead of Christian music oh, where yeah. I came from moving here. And so it was always interesting to see what, where people have, you know, the differences and all of that. Um, but I just thought everybody knew. And, it's your normal. Yeah, That's it was my does. normal. <laughs> yeah. So, but I really am thankful. I've told my parents many times as I've heard songs or things come back or even at the worship night um, back in December, 
um, when Tiffany led us in the song, um, there's just something about that name. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally had to text my parents at that moment. They weren't there. And I just said, thank you. Thank you for teaching us and modeling this for us because I have sung that song over and over again. And what I didn't know is that my mom texted me back and she said, Robin, I used to sing that over you girls as we would rock in the rocking chairs. Wow. And so I've just, you know, yeah. I've rep, I have reaped the benefit of that my whole life. I'm really thankful for, for that. That's so awesome. That's going to convict Jordan because he literally sent us a video this morning of singing Foreigner over his son. Oh, yeah. We were jamming in the house. <laughs> so we need to get that's some all right. He'll love that, there. too. My wife walked in and said, uh-uh, this ain't happening. He's she did? Oh, yeah. Old. She said, you're going to turn his brain to mush. And I said, well, we listen to Ch- Kenny Chesney every now and then. She goes, well, that's good music. I'm like. Girl, mm-hmm. four months mm-hmm. old. You got time to straighten. You that got out. time. You got Halen time. You just sing. Today. <laughs> yeah, give him a little um, scripture every now and again through Mix music, and he will. It will hide it. Mix it. He'll in. hide it deep in his heart. <laughs> All right, it's so, true. But yeah, I yeah, really do it think is. it's um, been important in my life, in my kid's life. Because um, you're a parent, I am a parent. You have kids and now, I have a own. kids kind of spread out. And you were in ministry, so they actually were PKs there for a little while, too. Yeah, they were. And they, it was, I think, the favorite thing I've ever still in ministry. I've been on a lot of trips. I've been globally a lot of places. But one of my favorite things to do is to lead kids in worship hmm. because they, um, and then if you've gotten to watch the Jesus, Jesus music Documentary, movie, documentary. Yep, it's on Amazon Prime. You can rent it. It is. It's great. Um, it was great for me. It was like seeing, watching my life <laughs> um, and all the things I was about. But one of the things Amy Grant mentions, and somebody taught me this 25, 30 years ago when I started leading kids in worship, was to look at people with your eyes open because you are teaching them and training them and identifying with them and letting them know that these words that you're saying are true. I think it's so normal for us to close our eyes and raise our hands and all that's great. But as a leader, I always thought I want to, you know, I want kids to see me living out these words and, and in my face. And so, so what's interesting. I remember being a kid. (laughs) as Yes. And Robin was the leader. I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember being like, she's so engaging with everybody. Right. As however uh-huh. young Doing I was. Doing our dances, learning yeah. the motions. moves and, <laughs> and I stuff hated too. all the motion. I hated and it. And that's a boy thing. <laughs> and those girls, that my, but my girls, so when we watch the Jesus music, because how old are you, Jordan? 28. Okay. So Cassie's 26. So she's just, so my girls are right around know, just a bride around the same age. But they, I was surprised the um, as we went through the Jesus Music documentary into the 2000s, the songs they knew. Because yeah. I'm singing along because I knew them. And then they, I looked over. I was like, what are, they know the I did something right. <laughs> no, the words, but it is, it's that, that the, the message, behind, the it. message yeah. behind it, that they always, they just hear that music and it's like, oh, those words just come flooding back um, to me. But that has probably been the most fulfilling thing in ministry to me is leading kids in worship and in that really worship being <laughs> those songs, but that that is what is a model for their, their life. Like there's a song that says, um, I want to love you with my life and mm-hmm. teaching kids that that is, you know, that's just a way to do it, but we call it worship, but it's 
just telling Jesus we love you through song right. and that, but there's lots of ways to do that. So And that there'll be a big, big house with lots, with and, lots, lots and lots of, of rooms that's a good and one food <laughs> and you can play football. Touchdown. That exactly. was my first concert. Audio A? Yeah. 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 At first exposure. Oh, yeah. Dude, and I was like, this is it right here. We were front row. Fun, man. And, uh, they're the best. Oh, man, they're great. Absolutely. So you were a children's pastor there. You grew up I was. Exposure. Was it something that was in the culture to do music with kids? Was it something you kind of had to push? And did you do choir? Was it? How did you uh, bring that in? Children's choir was already a big part yep. of, um, well, all my church experience. But at First Bozier specifically, that was already um, being led through the music ministry. But I did have a lot of freedom to do kids' worship and to to um, engage kids in that way. However, I, I, you know, I was very thankful that I had the freedom to do that. Kids didn't go to big church all the time with their parents. And so we really wanted them to be able to be free, to wiggle, to, to really love God with their whole selves. Yeah. So the motions, all of that was just a piece of, um, um, of what we were trying to engage them in. So it was, I mean... I loved it. I loved getting a part of it um, and leading kids to to engage and and love Jesus. It's awesome. I remember those, and I was VBS leader. I was a little bit older. Oh yeah, and doing all the vacation Bible school stuff and learning the songs and uh-huh. teaching. It's fun. It was fun. We had some great people leading over the years too, and doing that. So it was fun to be a part of, and then to see kids grow up and. Then have kids and them like teaching Jordan. them, yeah. <laughs> who can teach? Yeah, that's the song. Mm. That that's the song that you play for Campbell. Is big big house. Boom. That's a good one. All those audio a song. Get down. He lifts mm-hmm. me up. Get, get down. down. I would do the motions right now. Lifts me up. Get down. I, I remember that. Dude. <laughs> Jordan laughed because I just know that's right. He you knows. remember? Yeah, yeah, y'all. If you don't know, go listen. That's right. Find Audio it on YouTube. Adrenaline. Yes. Check it out. Mm-hmm. There probably is a YouTube video somewhere of when Audio A was at first exposure, and they I know ran shown across the some clips the chairs, the chairs. Oh, in yeah. a brand new sanctuary. <laughs> they didn't like that. That was not. <laughs> Frown yeah, it was frown <laughs> That's a good way to break it in. <laughs> That's right. So you transition out of children's ministry. I did. You do work with a missions organization, and now you're a worship mm-hmm. or worship pastor. Yeah, you're a missions pastor, do good coordinator, yes. whatever you want to call yes. it. What has changed for you in the last 10, 15 years or so when you look at music and Christian music? Do you feel differently? Do you think it's changed? Do you feel like, man, this is still it? You still want to lead kids? Do you still want to? Oh, I love every opportunity. You know, if I get to do that, I've gotten to do that a few times at different churches over the years or on trips, like, like yeah, engaging kids that way. But, um, it, I mean, of course, a lot has changed. Being a part of the Simple Church has also changed my perspective um, some on um, what worship looks like in the church. Um, as far as music is is concerned, so I think um, I think a lot of times we feel like uh, if we don't say Jesus enough times in the music, or we don't, um, it doesn't look and feel a certain way. If the people aren't standing, well, it's not worship. And I, th- my perspective on that has really shifted in the last probably eight, ten to eight years on that, just because I just don't think that's what. Jesus requires of us. Yeah. I, I think he just wants our hearts. And so I think whatever that looks like, I have, there's a group that I 
uh, a husband and wife, non a secular group. Yes, I did listen <gasps> to secular music, but Johnny Swim. Yeah. I'm a huge fans of them. I encourage everybody to listen to them. But what I love about them is they love Jesus. They love, love Jesus. But you won't hear about hear them talk about it a lot on stage, but, but they are very clear that everything they do, they live their lives to worship the Lord. So in everything that they do, that's that's what it is when they're on con- in concert. And I thought, you know, that's... It's just a good reminder for all of us. I love. Oh, yeah. And you kind of caught yourself earlier, right? That we said worship because that is mm-hmm. what's so commonly associated. Yeah. And depending on how you grew up and the church environment you mm-hmm. were in. But what's so funny now is with student ministry, Simple Church Kids, they didn't grow up really in church. Mm-hmm. Simple Church is their only church experience. Yeah. And we'd go somewhere like camp or we'd go do a yeah. conference and like, are they really going to play another song? Yeah. <laughs> and it is so, we are so countercultural, I right. think, in a lot of churches at Simple Church. And that is strategic. That's intentional yeah. to try to reach unchurched people. But it is hard to break up part growing up the idea that worship is music into mm-hmm. worship is your life and we right. want to say the worship was good we like to worship that we, we do and but you go out the doors and right and i think you can be just as fulfilled as doing um doing a lot of different things i think there are people i've had a lot of people that i've worked with or been volunteers over the years who would be like oh my gosh at, at my the prior church just that, oh my gosh, there's so much singing. There's so much singing. I just want the preaching part. And then right. there's people, I, like I grew up, my life was transformed. I had, um, I was saved when I was young, but I rededicated my life and really saw God forgive me um, and just I forgave myself in a service where there was no preaching. It was just a worship service. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I I think it can happen in a lot of different ways, but I also see people whose lives on Sunday mornings, you know, their joy came through filling a bag for yeah. for kids who are in need in our community and being able to sacrificially give and then put those bags together and help deliver them to the schools and all that. For them, that's worship. So I, um, I don't think it... It looks like three songs or five songs on Sunday or 45 minutes of music doesn't define worship right. for me. And I agree, and I think most of the simple churches agree, but again, the environment you grew up in, some of you that yeah. might kind of bristle your feathers and do it, but I really do think, and being in simple church for as long as I have and seeing this environment, the serving, the being like Jesus, mm-hmm. he, there's not a lot of biblical examples of him singing songs. No. There's a lot of examples of him feeding people, of healing mm-hmm. people, of going out where other people were. And it's very challenging for me in such a my mindset of, okay, if I'm going to really worship, it's being nice to my neighbor, my literal neighbor yeah. that lives next door to me, who's a teenage kid that is kind of annoying. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Chris, if you're listening, but is <laughs> needy but and has gone through. He, that's right, but he's gone through breakups, and in the last yeah. two years, my mind shift has shifted to okay, that is worship mm-hmm. when I'm trying to be there and help this kid that I don't know is a stranger that is yeah. living next to me. Versus, man, I sang some songs on Sunday, and now I can go back to being the way I want to live my life and be right. more focused and be comfortable. Absolutely, and I think that's what Jesus has called us to do: is to, uh, yeah. Is not to just to sing songs, even though there is a time and a place. And I think, you know, uh, I'm a fan. I still love Christian music. I still prefer to listen to it most of the time. I'm an anomaly at the Simple Church. I know that. Um, but, um, but I also believe that it's just as important <laughs> 
to love your neighbor well and to get involved and and solve a problem that nobody else can solve if it's just your neighbor or whatever it is. Or even yesterday as we went and spent time with these Haitian um, amputee soccer players that were in town. And to hold on, that's like a <laughs> jump. That's, yeah. that's a big jump. Uh, what's the w- the game where you fill in the thing like a word scramble? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mad I'm Lib. Mad Lib. That's a Mad Lib. Say yeah. that again. You hung out with a... Yesterday, we um, uh, got the chance to meet with six players, Haitian soccer players who are all amputees. They are part of the national soccer team from Haiti, amputee soccer team. But they are here because there is a man, um, Steve Lindsley, who owns Arnold's um, Prosthetics locally, and his ministry is making prosthetics Hmm. for for, um, people here locally, but he is doing it for this entire Haitian soccer team. How cool. But that's worship. Yeah. That's but wor- worship. I think there. most church people say, yeah, that's not really. I mean, that's, you're doing yeah, something. Yeah, that good, is but. their ministry. Yes, they are doing it. It's their job. Um, they get paid um, for it most every single day. But now what he's doing right now is sacrificially his entire team, his entire office have stopped everything they're doing this week and taken the whole week to make prosthetic limbs for six Haitian athletes. And it's changing them. It, it's I, we saw it yesterday. It's changing their lives to be a part of this. Um, you really need to have him on the podcast. It's I'm gonna pretty right incredible now. because this Steve also was in the army and made prosthetic limbs in Saddam Hussein's pizza ovens. What? So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's and a story. Podcast to follow. There we go. But um, but I just think it doesn't matter the songs that they sing on Sunday. They're living it out Absolutely. every single day of the week. So And so just this week, whenever we're recording this, I got to go Spud and deliver some of those bags yeah. yesterday and seeing Spud talking to those teachers and the principal and they love him mm-hmm. and Spud is worshiping. Yeah. And it's somebody that didn't really grow up in church, doesn't really have that background, probably doesn't listen to a lot of Christian music. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something that he is living his life and serving and worshiping. Right. And I think it's just such a narrow definition when we limit it to music. Uh, I think absolutely. it can absolutely be music. Well, it used to be worship music. Right. That's, then it turned into worship. worship. It's a time I of worship. I think that's a great... But like at other churches, it's, oh, he's the worship pastor. Mm-hmm. But they mean music pastor. Like it's... Robin's a worship pastor too because you're yeah. serving right. and Well, exactly. Yeah, we all are. And I think... Uh, and what's interesting to that's why my uncle, who was uh, part of music and producing music, Christian music for years, and he has been one for years that has said there really shouldn't be a full time worship pastor anywhere um, because that shouldn't take that much time to do that. There's so many other jobs that are more important within the church in order to love your neighbor hmm. really, really well. And I always thought. It's so crazy because that's what he and somebody's did. career in music. Yeah, that was that's his career in music. Take. But yes, that there is so many other ways to engage and worship uh, Jesus. It's not just the music we play on Sunday mornings. Absolutely. No, that's a great conversation. Thank you, Robin, going behind the music, looking a little different. If you disagree or have complaints, Scott's not here, so we'll put his email, scott yes, at thesimplechurch.tv. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. really, if you have feedback or thoughts on that, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Email the podcast and talk about it, because I think Simple Church, 
I think that's a big complaint a lot of times is we mm-hmm. don't do enough music or worship music mm-hmm. or long extended music. And hopefully that helps you understand a little bit over these last couple of weeks. And Justin's series has been really good. If you've missed any of them, you can mm-hmm. go watch them on demand and check out why that is such a big deal. And I think it's mostly church people, right? If we're honest, yeah. the outside person is not the typically the one asking for more music. Mm-hmm. If you grew up with a style or what you like, you don't like simple well, church. And, no, yeah. maybe. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is you can get music anywhere. We more are all streaming ever. music everywhere mm-hmm. all the time. You can watch live performances. You can YouTube. It, it, you can have it 24-7. So Absolutely. it's not like when I was a kid that you really did have to go to a live performance at church. Or to listen to vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it really is available all the time. So... Absolutely. So there's some good ones out there. We'd love for you to let us know who you're listening to. Give us some feedback. Check it out. And thanks, Rob, for coming on, talking about your experience being behind the music growing up. Jordan, we did it without Scott. We survived. Yeah, we did. It's missed. I'm still not doing hand motions. <laughs> Waves of mercy. Oh you know that one? I remember that Waves one. Waves yep. of grace. <laughs> that got you. I like oh. it. Sadly, it's not a video podcast, but go look up on YouTube. If you're a young person like Jordan or a little younger. You find a YouTube link for it. Did y'all uh, make right. up the motions? Well, I didn't ask Robin. Did she make them up? I don't think she made them up. I think there's like conferences that they would go right. to and teach them how to right. do it. And okay. there's a big ones. But if you were a hand motion choreographer or know someone that was or... I wouldn't put it past Robin to do it. She might. They might have come up with some of their own. But I know there was some that are like universal, mm-hmm. like Big House. Yeah, that's a classic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Let us know your hand motion favorites, your worship song favorites, or just any feedback. Scott at thesimplechurch.tv. He will check his email, even though he wasn't here today. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our weekly Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. Thanks for listening.